friends, and welcome back to Paint Break, a podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, keen viewers of the youtube.com slash paint bravely might notice something a little bit different. We're trying a couple new mics, trying some new setups, seeing how it's going to go. But otherwise, pretty normal couple weeks of hobby. We're going to talk about some fun stuff, getting into games, all that good stuff. But first, Brent, what have you been up to the last couple weeks? Oh, I've been chilling, man. It's the it's the end of the year. We are approaching the new year as we record, as you listen. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Yay! So, <laughs> no, nah, it's just uh, the end of the year is normally nice and quiet. A lot, lot of busyness right before any festivities that you might have going on. Busyness with your typing up that final report, doing that, that last final examination. And you got to hang out with all them them families if you got families, and then, then it's hobby time straight up till New Year. That's <laughs> I got to imagine that's the experience of everyone listening right there, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what everybody wishes was happening for sure. Yeah. I wish that was happening. That's not happening. No, you've been painting your house or or whatever, but. I think yeah. I think for a lot of folks on an average year, yeah, there's <laughs> there's a couple of days where things are actually surprisingly quiet right before the end of the year and good time to maybe paint some works or something, you know. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. Like it, it does feel like that when you when you get into kind of the holiday season and New Year's, like everybody's feeling good, like they're, you know, getting a fresh start for the next year and like I I definitely feel like there's a time to rest, but like, I swear every time I come back to it, I'm like, oh man, I, I should have been doing something because I feel like I'm behind even though I'm not. But yes, the the small window of respite is, is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do wish I had gotten more hobby done though. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. You got a good feeling about 2023, Casey. Good I, I mean, yeah, feeling good about next year. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Already bought my, my plane tickets for Adepticon. Good thinking. Ready to go. Yeah. Good thinking. <laughs> also well, I looking. Her, I bought her hotel room for Adepticon. So. Right. Like, so we have a place One of to us stay. is going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> At least. <laughs> that's good news. Because uh, that's, that's the hard part, right? Every year, trying to get in on that hotel. I was clicking as fast as I could go, and my computer was grinding, and I was trying to proofread to make sure I wasn't making a terrible mistake. And uh, wrong, wrong hotel down the street. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I was <laughs> I was too slow. It took me like three seconds too long, and we're we're sharing a king bed, so we'll, we'll deal with it though. With that same thing happened last year, and then they ended up being like, "Oh, don't worry about it. We got plenty of queens. It's or like you know doubles, whatever." Yeah. yeah. It was. I hey, we'll, we'll see how all that happened. works out. Now, the sad thing is what I what I didn't actually tell you is that I was also at the same time clicking the same button and I, I did actually get a two queen room and then you're like, I got the room I already paid or like booked it. And I'm like, oh, OK. And I canceled the whole thing. OK, yeah, you didn't, you didn't I think you could I think you can actually get pretty far along in the process and you try to pay and, and you get oh, kicked out. So anyway. Who knows okay. what would have happened? That's, Road's that's not taken, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Either anyway, way. yeah, we'll 
We'll we'll head to Adepticon. That'll be a, a future episode. Oh of, yeah. Oh yeah. I think uh I think eventually here the, the topic of this episode is kinda new year, new game, talking about the barriers to get into new games, why you might want to, why you might be frustrated at trying to do that. But yeah. before we move to that, is there anything else you want to talk about there, Casey? What you got um, going on? I mean most most of the stuff I got going on. Like, I've been painting my studio space. I've been getting it nice and ready. I uh, hung up a nice projector screen, put up the couch, you know, get, getting stuff put together finally. Um, I don't know, I've been feeling like I've been making videos for, for a long time. And, like, I finally had it dialed with that last space, right? And And then when I moved, you it did. all just got torn apart and... Like the flow was gone and now I'm in this weird place of like just trying to figure things out every single time I come in. And I was finally just like, you know, I'm just going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to get a bunch of paint, get a bunch of stuff and just go for it. And I pretty much spent all this week doing that. Um, I haven't actually gotten any hobby done. And that puts a little pressure on the timeline that I have to to finish a video because uh, I do like to get them out, you know, on a specific timeline. Um, hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like I'm feeling better about the space overall now, now that I've done the work. And I do think that that, you know, it's it was important to do it and just to not really think about anything else because like, Coming in, you know, when you sit down to work at your space, you, you want it to feel right, you know, to get in the zone. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it now. Um, now, of course, now that I've moved like the whole podcasting setup, this is all weird. I've got like a, a chair, a swivel chair with a mic on it and a camera that is probably too close, <laughs> you know, but it's getting there and I'm feeling good. Yeah. Don't apologize for working on your hobby space. That is that is <laughs> hobby progress, and it's going to help you out down the line. It's going to make it more enjoyable for you to do some painting in there, and that's that's all good. That's all good. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like I'll I'll make up the time next week for whatever I have to do, and I did. I technically actually I finished a script, which uh, is abnormal for me. I haven't actually shot pretty much any video but i finished a full script for my next thing and that's backwards to my normal thing so i don't know how that's gonna work out yet but we're gonna see it's yeah, gonna take be... the footage and then redo yeah. the script that's how that's gonna work out <laughs> don't say that uh, <laughs> yeah well because the plan was to to talk about buying armies off of of ebay because you know like we're you were saying we we're talking about new games new systems new whatever i like i wanted to start a new project so that's what the focus is going to be about and uh i literally haven't done any work on any of the models so yeah that's that's where i'm at with those they are works though pretty excited about that that is exciting <laughs> i don't think you'll think it's exciting it's the crew boys orcs <laughs> hey <laughs> if you can get a an army of those for half the price of a Dominion box, which is half the price of what it used to be, I yeah, go for it. That's 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 definitely part of it, right? Is 
the, the those those Dominion boxes are like a hundred bucks now. You get a check. You should check, yeah, because I don't know yeah, how much. Va- vamp for a second while I check yeah. the price of a Dominion box on eBay. This, this has been an ongoing thing where you know we've looked at this Dominion box, the starter set for Age of Sigmar. It started off as like a two hundred dollar plus tax box, and then like they just they printed so many of them that the price has just died. It's completely died. The whole market for Dominion is gone. But people have been parting these out. So you can buy basically like a thousand plus points of, of Cruel Boys or the new Stormcast models for like less than $100. Uh, like the, what, like 65 bucks or even, I don't know. I don't know where they're at now, but they're cheap. Yeah, you can you can get like each army half for 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. 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 So almost the- $100 for the whole box. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean... Six months ago, I mentioned that I dropped $104 on another Dominion box just to say I had locked it in just at $104. <laughs> That's so far it's still the bottom of the market, probably. I think it was, actually. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, like, $110 uh, auctions here. Buy it now. That $120 buy it now. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, man. They, they might have paid a little more for their boxes up front. Good luck selling that Dominion box for $119.99. Yeah. Especially because they probably have 40 or 50 of them laying around. Like, man, those Dominion boxes went. And I mean, they're good boxes. So I get why they did it. Yeah. Because, like, the new models in there are really good. Um, I, I like circling yeah. back to these old favorites, like, look at these <laughs> Dominion prices. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, funny yeah. enough, though, I, I didn't actually buy any of these models. Um, I do talk about the prices or things I'm planning on uh, because they are so cheap, right? Like, you buy starter kits, starter boxes, whatever, that are parted out. You're getting, you know, more model for your money. But... Um, no, most of these were actually donated to me in a huge lot that that nice. uh, yeah was just given to me not too long ago. So, like I have I have several Dominion boxes. So now I have like three sets plus some of the actual box versions of those models. So it's a pretty nice looking Cruel Boys army. It's it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. Um, but yeah, it's gotta get some paint on it. Gotta gotta Heck do yeah. it. Yeah, Heck that's yeah. that's what 2023 is for, though. We gotta hit it real hard. <laughs> You're the cruel boys. Yeah, at least for the first, you know, month or so. Yep. Eleven more months after that to figure out more stuff. Yeah, because if I don't finish it, I'll never finish it. 2023 is the year, and I hope everybody out there has some some plans. Be thinking about your plans. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, well, if there, if you got anything else before we jump into some of this other stuff, well, I I, I just wanted to offer you a, a personal apology for a second here, Casey. We we share this Paint Bravely uh, Google account and YouTube account, and we both have the login information. It's fair. And yeah. sometimes I forget which account I'm on, <gasps> and so I I turned on my computer today, got into mm-hmm. the Paint Bravely accounts and everything. I was looking at the the suggested videos, and I I looked at you know the the home screen on YouTube of suggested <laughs> videos. I was like, oh no, 
Oh I, I no! Can imagine. I, I can was imagine. I was definitely on here and clicking on some stuff, and I wanted to apologize to you, <laughs> Casey, for the fact that all of the recommendations are now uh, "Dagoth Wave" by the Young Scrolls. <laughs> it's a it's a techno remix that samples heavily from uh, Morrowind, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you got the bad guy Dagother, yeah, uh, yeah, taunting the Nerevarine. Um, you know, I, yeah, I'm a god. How can you defeat a god? <laughs> right, right. It, yeah, so it's really, it's really good. Um, but it also, I, I don't know if you want to like turn on your computer and just have the entire collection of Young Scrolls work offered to you on your YouTube homepage. So I mean, I probably would have been like, I must have clicked on something weird, and that's just that's just how it is. Because that's generally how it goes. Look, I have I have children, so like my okay. own personal YouTube home screen is an eclectic mess of like some of the worst children's videos out there, mm-hmm. right? Like like not even your average like cocoa melon, right? But just the deep, terrible stuff, but still for kids. And then a lot of like normal stuff that I like. <laughs> hey, you've been keeping it off the Paint Bravely account though, and I appreciate that's, that. That's true because yeah, I have had a few slips. Yeah, like where yeah. where the kids on there for I swear like a minute, and all of a sudden I have playlists on my actual YouTube account that have been now been published of like you know it's just all this Nurgle stuff from Warhammer 40k. Coco Melon in the playlist, like just thrown in or Blippy or some other terrible child thing. Yeah, I'm not sure how they actually, it's a terrible way that they've set it up. Like that you could just be there and be like, oh, I'm going to add this to my playlist of things that I've curated from my own channel that okay. I've shared with people. It's it's not good. So I, I actually eventually I just turned all of that off. Okay, good. Because yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I just wanted to to apologize to you and, and start 2023 fresh, Casey. Right. Just clean conscience and stuff. I, yep. I get it. Although, um, I mean, you know, no apology necessary. It's, I've, you know, worse things on my, my homepage. So you're, you're but good. But if you get a chance, you listen to those young scrolls. I, I will Elder now. Scrolls remixes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> Man, I haven't played Morrowind in... Well, since Marwin came out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to cut this. <laughs> we're going to have to cut this podcast a little bit short today so we can all go so, play Marwin. <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting for the remaster, I guess. I don't know. Like, eventually. Somebody's going to do Unreal 5. It's Marwin. It's all the whole thing. I mean, Maybe. apparently you can. You can you can in Skyrim. There's tons of mods where you could go back through and people have built a bunch of stuff from Marwin and like most of Oblivion, I guess. Sort yeah. of. So, I mean, I it, it seems them. like those projects never quite finish because they were definitely trying to do it like porting Morrowind into the Oblivion mm-hmm. uh, platform or whatever. Yeah. Engine. And Morrow Oblivion or, or something is what they called it. And then six years later, <laughs> Skyrim comes out and they abandon that half done project and right. now they're trying to make like Skyrim so Skywind. Better. Yeah, yeah, now they're Skywind, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to 
trying to put Morrowind into Skyrim now, and that's been going on for ten years. So they've got some awesome looking trailers, and yeah, you know, done some voice work, and they they've yeah, some of those pre rendered videos and stuff look amazing. But it just yeah. seems like another one of those things that so many people will have put so much effort in, but it just won't quite get there. Is my guess, but no, I mean, I, I hope think... I'm wrong. The, definitely the problem is like you're spending so much time trying to get it there and it's like you know there's going to be another game right there's going to be a new one that's going to come out so Skyrim 2 is going to come out in like six years and you have to start all over yeah, yeah. so yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 they teased it three or four years ago <laughs> right, and they so haven't really started working on it yet so there is close. time to finish up Sky. Wind, Skywind, and or your fiftieth playthrough of Skyrim, or yeah, I did. I did really like Oblivion. Like I got really into that game, mm. like way further than even Skyrim. Like I did Skyrim, that was good, but like I was trying to replicate like my favorite stuff in Oblivion in Skyrim, and like okay. it worked fine. But like, man, Oblivion, Sean Bean in there, it's just so good. Yeah, it didn't have didn't have Sean Bean, did no, it? No, no, it didn't. So it's a pretty big failure. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, there are minis for Skyrim, and someday we'll get to those. There's, yeah. There's like a big board game for Skyrim, and someday we'll get to those. Yeah. Will will we though? Will we? Don't. That's depressing. <laughs> yes, someday we will. I mean, we might see the minis, but like, how likely is it that you will play that game? Oh, very, very unlikely. Very yeah. unlikely. Yeah. Very unlikely. Right. Um, and at least for my paint choices, the the color schemes for those games are pretty dull. They're yeah. just you know battered iron armor, battered fur armor. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's it, do, it doesn't match up with the the colors I like to use. No, that's fair too. Because uh, yeah, I mean it, it does have kind of a specific color palette to it. Like it's, it does, it does. It's I mean there gray are and blue and white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some some gold in there sometimes. There are lizard people, the Argonian race, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not like fun lizard colors, so. Right. Yet. Yet. Okay, I, I got a good one for you then. Um, what is your preferred race to play in those games? Like all of them. Any Elder Scrolls? Uh, I mean, to be honest, in Morrowind, I, I learned to just roll the Wood Elf so that I could sneak to like a certain place in the, the city of Vivek and <laughs> snipe the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whatever the guards were called with the expensive armor. And then you sell the expensive armor to the little scamp who lives in Caldera. <laughs> and then you get all the money. And yeah. then you pay the trainers to train you up. And and then it doesn't even matter what race and class you are. Once you've trained up a couple of levels, you just, just put skills wherever you want them after that. So. I mean, that's fair. Because yeah. that's, that's how it plays no matter what. But uh, no, I've only ever played as a, a Khajiit, the cat people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not sure why. I think it was an accident the first time, and then it was just like, well, I guess that's just uh, that's what I am from now on. 
Yeah. And I mean, it sounds stupid for me to say it, but even the the Khajiit, the cat people, like I don't even think I'd really want to paint up any of those. They're as far as cat people go, they're about as as lame as a cat person as you can make. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's fair. Yeah, they're they're pretty boring. I mean it's basically a human with a cat head, so Yeah. I guess if you're into that. Which some people like. Some people like. I yeah. mean, I like jumping extra high. I don't I that seem like a useful you know Oh that is good. <laughs> yeah. That is you just go and impress uh new shoes Brigore there in <laughs> in Balmora Thieves Guild. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was all about the Thieves Guild. Like it's the only way I roll. Like you sneaking yeah. all the time. That makes bow sense. and arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're then... gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to wrap this this <laughs> podcast up real early here, <laughs> or maybe maybe we could get pause feeling. and start a download and then get back to this, and then oh, our connection download. will be super choppy for the rest of the podcast because we're both downloading three Elder Scrolls games. <laughs> See, that's come on now. Like I I already have them installed on Steam. Like I already have them. I don't need to download them. <laughs> Look at you with the ample hard drive space. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What you, what you got to do? No, I have like, like a five terabyte external drive that just holds games. So, Uh-oh. yeah. Okay. Just I guess if you're out. gonna, do, yeah. <laughs> the uh, oblivion, I think, was the the time I learned the value of a solid state drive. The loading right. time between going outdoors and into an interior <laughs> house or whatever. The yeah. loading bar goes from 35 seconds to about one that in between a hard drive and an <sighs> SSD. So, Man, that would have changed my life back then. No, I, I played Oblivion on a, a PS3. Yeah. So you want to talk about load times. Yeah. Ooh, and yeah. and I, was, I was playing, you know, obviously Khajiit, right? Um, right. Thief. And then, uh, and then, like, I didn't even know that you could, and I ended up becoming a vampire. And being very confused for a while, which I think is very appropriate, which is probably why I liked Oblivion so much. Because all of a sudden, play, I was just like, holy crap, like, I can't go outside. Yeah. So I was having to get in, you know, all this stuff. It was great. Plus, super extra strong all the time. Nice. So good. You're yeah. role-playing the, the fear, the confusion, the isolation. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. I didn't even realize. So like, it felt nature. legitimate. Just like all of a sudden, yeah. I am a vampire. I don't know how this happened. Just woke up. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so yeah. good. Uh, to tie it back, uh, yes, you can get Elder Scrolls minis, and we'll look into this one of these days. Yeah, but probably not play the game, which is the idea of the main topic of this episode. We wanted to talk about... Like, why the hell is it so difficult to get into new games? And mostly, you know, I think, at least from my perspective, I'm thinking wargaming, uh, that type of thing. But, like, it does apply Miniature to, games? Yeah, every type of tabletop game, board game, all that stuff. Like, what's, what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I actually wanted to, to start this discussion with a, a plug for a YouTube video from somebody else. So <laughs> yeah. ProZD is mm-hmm. like a big YouTube guy. I, I actually don't know a lot about him, but he, he put out a yeah. perfect video on this topic called Trying to Explain a Board Game. And this is just a 50-second video from ProZD. ProZD. And... It, it's 
it's perfect. It's he's he's just playing a little skit of two people, one guy trying to explain a game to his friend, and the friend just being like, I, I don't want to learn it. It's too complicated. What what does this do? What this is stupid. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm the second one, and I'm sorry. <laughs> You're that guy. I, yeah. <laughs> um Uh-oh. but yeah, there there can be a lot of barriers, both real and imaginary and, and self-inflicted, to getting over and into a new game. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to, to chat a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was the last game that you actually got into and, like, learned? So I... <laughs> I mean, at Gen Con, like at Gen Con, I played a couple of demo games that I enjoyed uh, since then. Okay. You know, actually, we've talked a little bit about Gloomhaven that my pals and I have been playing online Gloomhaven. Yeah. And that's that's a subtopic, but the video game version of a board game helps so much just Mm -hmm. by letting you know what you can and cannot do. And some options are open to you, some are not. And just, yeah, all, all the little nuances of on each turn, you pick two cards and then you discard two cards and you pick the, either the top or the bottom set of rules on Mm -hmm. each card. And you got to pick the top on one and the bottom on the other. And like all of that stuff would be a nightmare if I was hearing my friend explain that to me and I was being a monster about it. Like that, that entire situation would be a nightmare. Or if I was expected to read a set of rules, that would just be miserable for me. But the, the, the computer, the computer is just enough to, to get me over the edge there and get me to actually understand the rules. So yeah, I think, I think so. So to answer your question, Gloomhaven is the most recent board game that I actually picked up. And the reason that that was possible is because of the computer and my friends helping me <laughs> along the way. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously getting into a new game, having someone else explain it to you much better, much better way to go about it. And then, uh, yeah, I know that there are like quite a few board game, uh, board games that have just like their own standalone app. That's, like so you can play the board game by yourself sure i think that's pretty great yeah yeah and and tabletop simulator has a lot right there's there's a lot and then it's it's a lot of like homebrewed stuff that people just put in because like you can just make tokens for things and then here's the pdf that you can open while you're sitting at this fake table um so there's still technically rules about all that Mm -hmm. like you still have to know the rules of the game to play it it's Okay. Very much just okay. a virtual table that you can pick stuff up and move stuff around. Uh, um, I don't know how anybody could do... I mean, I guess if you had to sit around and do something like Gloomhaven as a board game in there, you could. And I, I know that there's stuff for it. But, uh, man, that would be... That'd be a lot to, sure. to do. Uh, and you do have to know the rules. So that, that doesn't yep. really technically count um although that being said uh i think it's relic blade or i'm pretty sure it's relic blade on tabletop simulator that has like a quick guide of just getting started 
So it's like, here's the five things to do. Go for it. I'm pretty sure that it's in there. So that, that does help. Nice. Yeah. But it's not like a, the Gloomhaven game where it actually walks you through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are a lot of adaptations of board games as a standalone video game style. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of Blood Bowl off the top of my head here. Yeah. That actually um, playing Blood Bowl makes me want to like play Blood Bowl. Yeah. 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 And and again, just the the computer very clearly letting you know what your actual options are at each step in your turn, letting you know, mm-hmm. okay, your turn's over now. You fumbled or, <laughs> or whatever. You you botched this. Your turn's over now. Yeah. Um it, making it very clear on those things or or actually, you know, magic has mm-hmm. a couple of of online uh versions. Yeah. And that's actually very helpful as well, but mag- magic that version of magic does not have miniatures, so we can That's true. So we can we, discount we talk too much about that. No. Yeah, but <laughs> but there are popular tabletop board card games that have online versions that if it's an option, I, I do suggest it in terms of just getting you over that hump and learning some rules. Mm-hmm. If if that's even a problem for you. Some people actually like reading rules and are and are down for that sort of thing, so and you're yeah. tired of hearing yeah. me complain about having to read one page of rules or or Casey <laughs> over here, he's like, You said this was one page and it's actually a page front and back, so what are we right what are we so talking about? The trust is broken and uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you lied. So <laughs> that's how it is. I, I expect this is just front and back page of lies, is what I expect this to be. <laughs> exactly. I don't I don't need to read that quarter page of how combat works. <laughs> <laughs> um and the font is tiny. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like that's that's like what I said. I wrote a five page paper, but it's eighteen point font double spaced. Like, don't start with me here. I know I didn't write five pages, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, putting it in eight point font and being like, this is one page, technically. <laughs> like you technically. Sister. Yeah. <laughs> technically <laughs> correct. The best kind of correct. Right. Where I, I'm not wrong, but still an asshole. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um so okay, so you mentioned like you know getting into games via like an app is really cool. It's a good way to go. Uh, but you don't like reading rules, right? I, so I don't, is that that's like a big barrier to entry. I think for most people to getting into yeah. any type of game, right. Is, is reading the rules. So like, yeah, there's, there's things like one page rules that try and lower that bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And We'll talk about Relic Blade again in a bit, but the the rule book is just so beautiful that I actually read it, and then I forgot it, and then I read it again, <laughs> and I forgot now. it again. But yeah, that's what I, I I am willing to read it a third time. I'll I'll tell you that because it actually wasn't that complicated. Like the rule book's beautiful. Right. The cards are fairly intuitive once you look at one page of the rule book, and and it all looks cool. So. Mm-hmm. Some some games make it easier than others to to get in easily and understand what's going on without too much effort on your part. But 
That's that's just why I wanted to mention the Pro ZD video trying to explain a board game because it just perfectly encapsulated the the needless frustration that just immediately arises when when you either look at a rule book or someone tries to explain rules. You're just like, uh, what's this? Code names? What codes words? What's what's this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. What does this piece do? So, uh, well, why didn't you say that? And Man, there's there's so many ugly human emotions that just immediately come to the surface once you're trying to learn the rules to a game. And, yeah. Uh, even well, like, even video games, like that's that's why more than fifty percent of my Steam library has never been opened. <laughs> because like, do I want to? Because I because I, no, I don't want to learn anything <laughs> new, even if the computer is guiding you through in a well designed tutorial. Nope, <sighs> nope, nope. Yeah, it's no, wild. I have I have yeah. the exact same feeling when it comes to video games. That's that's pretty funny. Um, like I I actually I bought the the new Necromunda game that GW put out because I'm like, oh, this would be perfect to like kind of get into that and maybe play Necromunda. And I literally haven't opened it, and I now own like two copies of that game on different systems. And like I paid sixty dollars or no, it was like forty forty dollars I think. Either way. Yeah, because I know that it's going to be a, okay, and this is what happens on your turn. And I'm like, I don't want to sit through that. That sounds miserable. (laughs) Like, I don't want to learn what all these charts mean and min-max everything in a video game. That sounds not fun. Yep, you could be spending that time booting up Total War Warhammer 2, playing as (laughs) Krokgar. Yeah, Yeah. well, even that, though, that looks like Bomb-rushing the Skaven with your Saurians, yeah. Is that, like is that game pretty deep? Because I I've played like like Shogun Total War once, and that seemed a little bit heavy. So I don't know about the Warhammer it, ones. Yes, yes, it is. But I've been playing for long enough that all of the Total War games are reasonably intuitive to me, or, okay, or I at yeah. least know what's going on. And this is an important point too: is that a lot of people have experience with. Warhammer, for example. Sure. And um, Warhammer is not a simple game, or, or it right. is often not a simple game. <laughs> often, and each variation yeah. of the game or each generation of the game has a lot of, it's not super not new nuanced, stuff, but, but a lot of changes, <laughs> at least a lot of a lot of tinkering to the rule set. Yeah, minor and, things that you wouldn't necessarily think about that will definitely throw you off if you haven't memorized the differences right yeah sure and and a lot of people are in the mindset of being willing to give you know the new edition of warhammer 40k a shot even though the rule book is textbook thick Mm -hmm. um instead of picking up a a slim little relic blade rule book or or what have you like there's there's definitely an affinity to rule sets that you know, even if you don't know the current iteration. Like, mm-hmm. like in the example of the Total War games, yeah, I, I could pick up any Total War game from from Rome to Shogun to Medieval Empire. Mm-hmm. You got your Warhammers in there, and and pretty much know what's going on. I know how the turns work, how the battles work, all that stuff. Right. And and for me, the the familiarity of at least a general rule system that I already know 
is so much more appealing than trying to figure out that Necromunda game. Because I got a copy of at least a Necromunda game for, for maybe two years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, is it Necromunda? Same one. Is, it, is it Necromunda Underhive? Underhive? I don't know. Yeah, same one. Yeah. That's how long it's been for real you, two you, years. You can design. Your, I got as far as designing like my first Escher. And I was like, I ah, screw this, and I turned it <laughs> off and probably played Total War. <laughs> right. Yeah. I still, you know, it's stupid too. It's like, uh, you know, I I just recently got a PS5, and I I went in, and it was like, okay, oh, that game's available for uh, whatever on the cloud thing. So I downloaded it to the system, and it's like. Again, seeing it going, I want to do that. And then I deleted it like the other day to make room for something else. <laughs> like, uh, it's never going to I'm sure happen. you get to it next time. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next See, time now I'm for thinking sure. about it again. But then Blood Bowl 3 came out. And I'm kind of, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, there, there is, a, just to get back to the point a little bit, I think there is like when there is a history with a game right like you go back a ways with total war you already know how to do the things you understand what it's going to be like so getting into a new one yeah like that makes perfect sense whereas i'm looking at it going like that seems pretty deep i don't know if i want to do that i completely Um, understand that completely understand that Yeah. yeah um and then having that crossover into something like warhammer which is just the biggest tabletop war game right so you know, it's been around. People understand the rules, even if they are complicated. It's been 35 years or whatever, or 30 years at least, um, yeah. of people kind of in and around the same set of rules, the same ideas, um, the same charts and tables, roughly. So, yeah, like, I mean, that's certainly what draws me into Warhammer and Warhammer games within their whole, uh, the whole catalog, I guess, is because... There are those similarities and I'm like, I don't really want to jump out and and take on something, you know, new. Um, right. Because that's tough. There's enough familiarity there. Yeah. Like even even just coming down to like the terminology, right? Like, okay. and not that, not that they're super different necessarily. I'm sure a lot of it's probably the same. I wouldn't necessarily know um, for other systems, but, but, you know. Like I've tried to jump into other things where it's like, oh yeah, we use uh, D8s for every everything. That's all we use. And I'm like, I gotta go look for a bunch of D8s now. You know? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like it's the terminology is not do. necessarily different, but then something else I, is that just I, it I do, takes I do. me out of that. Um, yeah, had, so like coming away from that is tough. Yeah, we had a good time playing that sample game of conquest but yeah ones were good and sixes were bad that was hard that was hard to to wrap the mind around like i've been rolling where sixes are criticals and and yeah you play any other most every other game right like a d20 the 20 the natural 20 it's like a thing so the six on a d6 is the same feeling yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, well, we want to be different. So you flip yeah, it upside that, down. That's so hard to deal with. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't played enough to really know if it would bother me. I think it, I think it only bothers me from like a, like a theoretical academic <laughs> stand stance of right. why, why, 
why they're not going to sue you over six being a high number, uh, like the no. and, and high numbers <laughs> being good, like that. No, there. Right, because I mean, in, in a nutshell, it's a similar, like you have X attack, I have X defense, right? It's it's a yeah, like number thing. Like oh, if they're uh, the but, same, you need a three. But in this case, yeah. I guess you still need a three. But, but lower be numbers better, are better. Lower is better. Yeah. Um, yeah, take that to your barrister in London. Yeah, see, right. See how they feel about that. <laughs> it's an interesting. I don't know. Like, I haven't played enough of that game to know if there's something else that we didn't get a chance to see that made more sense going lower. You know? No. I no, don't think there is, though. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have. We would not have found that example. It wouldn't have happened. It yeah. wouldn't have happened. That's probably probably fair <laughs> um so maybe leave off the the difficulties of switching games for a bit i just want to mm-hmm. mention why i get interested in new games yeah. and for me it's the minis entire almost entirely the minis yeah and man it is just so nice sometimes to see a fresh line or like a fresh faction that is really giving you things that you didn't know that you needed and mm-hmm. is just really hitting the sweet spot. Like that, that is a nice variant of goblins right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these gnomes are a little bit different. I like these little guys. Look at them. <laughs> um, so for, for me, the best entryway into getting interested and starting to learn about a new game is for the line of minis to be awesome, but mm-hmm. also for there to be a really easy way to see and learn about that line of minis. So uh, I, I want to mention website quality right now, that one of the best ways to get people interested in a game uh, other than what they already know Mm-hmm. is to have a website that, that clearly shows the minis in a very easy and intuitive navigation sort of, sort of way. Yeah. Um, and and Warhammer, like Games Workshop web store, is pretty good. You it's, it's say that you good, want yeah. Age of Sigmar, and over on the left, you've got your, your army choices. You click on an army, and then they give you a page of, here's all the minis that you can buy for this army. And they give mm-hmm. you a, some pretty nice pictures of of painted minis, yeah. and a lot of other game companies do that. Some better than others. Yeah, that's true. Some better than others, uh, and I, I do think it's it's pretty important to be able to see the painted models, um, because man, I I hate looking at even at a good website that just has like oh we we're using our three D, you know file as the stand-in and it's like i yeah but that's not a hundred percent representative like at least if it's painted then i know that somebody printed it and painted it and it looks good and you're you're you've got something i i know you got something holding back right now (laughs) but still the 3d file is not a good way to go what do you got, Brent? I know you got something. Brent's putting his stuff down. He looks upset. I've offended him. 
I probably didn't. I think he's got something to prove my point. Aha! Yes. <laughs> All right. So, WizKids. Is that Frameworks? It is Frameworks. Yeah. Okay. WizKids Frameworks. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, trying to, to... They put all of the 3D stuff on the actual box. They didn't put printed models on their boxes. And they are absolutely premium products that cost a lot of money. Uh, I don't know how much information is on any of those boxes, but I know that the models aren't real. And I think... Are, are they just like colorized with Photoshop or something? Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. But yeah, uh, to your point, like a good <laughs> picture of an actual model actually printed or cast or, or whatever the model is. Yeah. Actually painted by an actual person and photographed in a way that you can see what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. So, so important. Getting those in like a gallery that's easy to navigate, easy to see what models go with what faction. Um easy to see like kind of what you need to buy in order to start a little faction to play a game. Mm -hmm. So, so important. Um, and yeah. yeah, kind of thinking about this before we started recording, uh, conquest does an okay job at this. They're doing better now yeah. than they did in the past. And I mean, I even asked them about this at gamma this last year. Mm -hmm. Because my biggest complaint with Conquest for a long time was, I don't even know what your game is. I I don't know what it is. I know it's a tabletop game, and I've heard that there are miniatures. But I've never seen a model before. And it's like, I've been in a store, an actual physical store, where they have Conquest boxes. I still don't know what your models look like. And that's like, way unacceptable. But they were like, oh no, we know. We know. That was stupid, and now we're not doing that. And their boxes look pretty good. That's a good point. Like, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, their their front of box pictures used to be illustrations. It was like black and white illustrations. Yeah, they they weren't the yeah, actual yeah. models. Yeah. So they've they've yeah. come a long way for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was looking around at a few web stores and you know, Arena Rex does a pretty good job of arranging their gladiators into their factions. Um, actually I thought Moonstone, I was clicking around today right. and Moonstone, the game did a very good job of here are all the minis and mm -hmm. you click on a Moonstone mini and it actually says, okay, this mini is start part of this like three pack starter pack and you get this mini oh, and okay. these two other minis in there. And I, I thought that was very very good way of doing it because you see like the actual figure that you're actually interested in owning and painting and connecting with mm -hmm. and and then you're like okay this is this is how you get it and how much it costs um and the alternative to that is just to have kind of a picture of the box of three minis and oftentimes i will not click to see what's actually in that box i'll see the like fuzzy little pictures of the three minis in the distance and like uh yeah, it's like a is it like a vampire or something. I don't know. I don't even know what that is next. Yeah, <laughs> it's a something. Yeah. Um, 
So actually, yeah, Moonstone, the game, I thought they had a really good web store that's worth checking out if you want to see what we're talking about here. Um, Crocodile Games does an okay job. Free Blades does an okay job of at least these are the minis and and these are the factions they belong to. Um, yeah. I actually I actually got to say something something negative about my my relic buds. I I I think the I think their website is too convoluted. It's too many of Sean's awesome pictures, and it's too hard to see the the minis organized by faction and and i want to click on the store and just immediately see minis or or like yeah. just a little bit of sub navigation of minis from this faction minis from that faction yeah so. no that's i mean that's a fair critique for sure cuz like the art and the way everything looks is fantastic and i mean it should be showcased but like if i'm going to spend money on yeah. minis like i definitely want to see them all Oh, laid I, want, out I want in a thing painted up you know yeah for for that part of the relic buds uh, the relic blade website i want to see high resolution images of what malev painted yeah. and then and then you click on the beautiful mini that malev painted and then you scroll down and you see some of the the artwork that sean did for the faction and that kind of stuff that's that's fine but mm-hmm. the the first thing that you see on the web store really should be high resolution, good looking minis. Yeah. So that's um, fair. And, and I have the, the same critique about the, the Malifaux website too, actually it's, Mm -hmm. it it takes a lot of clicks to be able to see any minis Mm -hmm. and you got, yeah. Web store, go to the different factions. Then there's like the blurb about the fake history of the faction, which we'll talk about lore in a second. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking at you, Conquest. You, looking at Conquest, I was actually thinking of Rivenstones. Yeah, the the, okay, the world sure. was the world was sundered, and something mm-hmm. something, and there's there's dwarves, and they they fight over Rivenstones. Okay, the objective markers are called Riven Rivenstones. Good, get got it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've I don't know if I've actually been to their their website. I, I did get the the Kickstarter stuff. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um because they they were a Kickstarter, so they didn't have the this game is is extant and in production and you can go look at the the normal type of web store. I don't I don't know if that's currently yeah. up or not. Well, actually, I just, funny enough, like not too long ago, I did an ad for them Mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel um, promoting one of their new Kickstarters, Um, but uh, they revamped their their web store, and this is worth mentioning because it is easy to navigate, and they did put up, I mean, they put up the 3D model, but then you scroll and it's, oh, but there's the actual printed version right next to it. Like the the CEOcast version or whatever, sure. And then next to that is then a painted version of that. So it's literally from it's it's every step of the way. Very nice. So I did I did think yeah. that was pretty cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure what it was like before, but that's what it's like now. Uh, and if you're curious, that's Broken Anvil miniatures that we're talking about. 
There you go. Anyway, Malifaux, the website, not so good. Not so good. Yeah, that's a bummer. Too um, too, too <laughs> much clicking to get to the minis. It's Yeah, you got a web store to faction, and then from faction, it's like, here's some box sets, and it's just the picture of a box, and there's like five minis in each box, and you got to click on yeah. that and scroll past more, uh, you know, uh, drawings to get to any pictures of the minis, and yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, a while back, probably literally like a decade ago, so a while back um my buddy was like hey man like warhammer's awful you should play like war machine and okay hordes or whatever but and and i'm like okay like sure because i wasn't doing anything at the time like wasn't painting wasn't playing like i literally haven't seen or touched warhammer in forever at that point and uh so i go to their website at the time and like I, I couldn't find out what was what. I couldn't find out what factions were what. Um, like so much to the point where you know I'm like emailing him, going like I don't understand what I'm supposed to be buying. And that was pretty much it. I was just like oh, I'm done. Like yeah, it it was bad enough that I I tried, and had no idea where to start, what to do where to go from wherever. And it was like, I'm not going to invest anything into that. It was no, like, that's the, that's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. The perfect example of it's a big step just for a friend to get you to go to the website. And then, right. Yeah. The click through rate if it, on if, friend if it takes another story, yeah, the click through rate on that's real bad. So <laughs> it's it, real bad. if you, if you actually get to the website, you better be able to see some minis that, that draw you in. Yeah. And, I think we're pretty normal in that it is the minis that are the biggest draw for us. At least anyone listening to this podcast probably shares some of that. I would, I would that, think enough. If you're into painting minis, then that's yeah. probably the first thing you're thinking of when you see a box of new models. It's like, oh man, that would be fun to paint or that would not be fun to paint. Yeah. Regardless yeah. Of, of rules and everything else, right? It's not the it's not the game that I'm interested in. It's the model line that goes with the game, and then mm. I'll tell myself or you that I'll play the game <laughs> someday in order to have an excuse to have those models that I That's think are cool and fair. would like to paint. So. Telling myself I'll play this game someday. That's yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a lot of games in. Uh, in my little space here like a lot of games and i maybe have played like i don't know five six seven percent of them yep that's where i'm at okay okay <laughs> um yeah it all comes down to uh i don't know i have this weird like want to read the rules and to understand them and like for things that you know i have some familiarity with like warhammer it does make it easier um to like ingest those rules and and understand them to like really take them in like when age of sigmar came out it was like they took everything away and they're like, we literally don't have rules because we haven't made them yet except for this pamphlet of rules. So, like, starting from that small base, 
made it easy to get into. Um, but my what my problem is is when I look at a game that I really want to play, I do want to go full all in and be the guy that like takes advantage of rule 18 on page 34C and know that that exists to a point. But it's like it's deep down. It's buried inside of me. And I don't like it. And I eventually am just like, you know, it would take part of my life away to try and be that guy for a game that I like sort of care about. So I end up just like giving up on most games and most rule sets because I don't want to go too deep. I like I just I want something casual that still has depth. You know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard, I guess, to explain. Um, sounds like a personal problem, I think. <laughs> Easy to learn, hard to master. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's like the dream, right? <laughs> that is the dream. That is yeah. the dream. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, we, we have written down here the, just the idea of skirmish games and mm-hmm. I am pro skirmish games. I think that is the the secret way of getting your friends into new games because it's easy mm-hmm. to just have two skirmish teams and get them to try something and then to be looking at the minis you loaned them and the minis you didn't loan them and being like, I, I like that little fish monster. That looks pretty sweet. I'd like to <laughs> give me one of them. Um, I'm still waiting for my new Relic Blade fish monster. Giant yeah. eyeball monster and... Some other stuff. Yeah. Got. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as far as uh, entry points go, like to actually learn the rules for something like a, a skirmish game is definitely easier. Uh, much more likely to read that. Though I still have a problem with like some of them. Like, you know, I like the, the Warcry rules are actually very easy. Like that, that is a game that you could legitimately teach in five, 10 minutes. Right. But then it's like, there's so much more depth in terms of like building a team. And is this the best team that like that locks me up a little bit to wanting to like try anything other than the default, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. I can see where some skirmish games might have issues for me, but uh, I think that's yeah. I think that's your problem. I, I think it is. Yeah, I, I know it is because it's been a problem ongoing for a long time. <laughs> like if I can't do the best at it, then I'm not going to do it. I guess that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, you might like uh, Underworlds then. I, one of the kind of cool yeah. things about Underworlds is that. Yeah, you just have your your team of four or five minis or whatever it is. It's always the same minis, um, but you just build your deck slightly differently for for each team. Um, I don't like. From what little I know about it, it seems like they're they're cycling through editions a little too fast on on Warhammer mm-hmm. Underworlds. It also seems like maybe not a lot of people actually play it, but the models are cool. The models are definitely cool. Like from what I've heard, it's most people's favorite Warhammer game. I like believe just, that. Just around you know the places, um, 
and I know that it's competitive, like certainly more balanced than actual Warhammer. Oh, sure. Um, and I do like that. And maybe that's what I'm really looking at. It's like, I want something that, that has been balanced that I don't have to do the balancing or try and like one up my opponent by 3% by knowing some obscure thing. Right. Yeah. It's like that's why yeah, I, so you, I, either I, you have that card in your hand or you don't have yes. that card in your hand. Yeah. Um, uh, magic and, is exactly what I'm thinking of too. And also you got some hexagons there and nobody <laughs> is cheating by half an inch on their hexagons. I tell you. Right. That. Right. I do like that. Um, yeah. I do like oh, that idea. oh, what luck! I just barely made that charge again. Yeah, right. Good, is it good. Half an inch, or is it... oh <laughs> wow, that that just makes it. Oh yeah, it just gets the edge of that base in there. Yep. So, does the measurement system definitely influence you on whether or not you want to learn a new game? Like, if you were to look at, uh, like, okay, Warcry and Underworlds, good example, right? Hexagon movement and measurement for me yeah yeah yep yep for me uh and and i know that you can learn to use a ruler effectively and i know that most of our mini games use rulers but uh i don't know i like the the discreteness of hexagons you you move three hexagons one (laughs) two three there you go Mm -hmm. None of this, you can't quite stand there because there's some shrubbery. There's there's none of this. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can see you through that that hedge over there. Right. Yeah. Speaking there's... of that, though, the seeing through the hedge thing, somebody pointed something out to me that that like kind of blew my mind, and I really think about this. Uh, I like never thought about it before, but so you know how we make fun of whippy sticks, you come in all these boxes, right? Yep. Well, apparently, Whippy Sticks came out in the 1995 Necromunda box. That was the first time they were introduced into the world of Warhammer things, right? And the idea is that it was not a floppy uh, tape measure that you could basically put through buildings to make sure that line of sight was actually there. Mm Mm-hmm. Without knocking things over. That's why whippy sticks are a thing. But whippy sticks knock everything over. I, I mean, I think... I'm going to do some research <laughs> on this. I don't know. I heard that and I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Because there are like corridors and multiple levels with windows and stuff. So being, you know, being able to just like poke it right on in there and be like, yeah. yeah. And that was a few years before laser pointers really became right, a thing too. right, right. So yeah, ninety five. By, the, by yeah. the late nineties, by the late nineties, <laughs> we were having serious problems with uh, laser pointers. Right, accidentally blinding people playing war games. Just put yeah. your put your eye at the eye level. See if you you could see him as I point this laser at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I miss Metalocalypse. <laughs> oh man. Um. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. You, you know. Saying that, like the so, measurement system and the, and having that type of thing. Whippy, whippy sticks stick will make you sense. more likely to to give a game a shot. Okay. okay. I don't know about that, but I mean, having a, a standardized like this is the stick that you use. 
rather than a tape measure that moves and that you have to now pretend to, you know, whatever, bend around a little thingy. I don't know. Like, it does feel a little bit better than, than a, uh, an actual tape measure. But uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't use whippy sticks so much as just a measuring tool, you know. Okay. Well, well, this brings us to, to something uh, related here in that if you already have some whippy sticks and mm. the next game that you play is measured in inches, you've already got your, your measurement system. You already know the basics of, of how to measure and, and move minis around a, a game board, a, mm-hmm. a, a mat, um, and that there is a lot of transferable knowledge equipment supplies between these different games yeah so it's uh as long as you've played one war game before you definitely have a leg up on getting into the next one even even if we're stubborn and annoying about it like you do have a leg up in in getting into your, your your second third and beyond yeah that's true um like my like wanting to get into something like conquest or kings of war goes up because i'm like well i I literally have all the equipment i need i have a table thing Mm -hmm. i have terrain or whatever that fits you know roughly the same type of fantastical vibe Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. yeah dice obviously even if the ones and sixes are backwards they're still the same dice right most Um, of the time most of the time not always (laughs) not always (laughs) (laughs) i mean look if you want to get down to it Right. The only now purpose, if if you really want to look at it that way, is Conquest said, man, there's all these dice that people really hate with the symbols on the ones. What if we flip flopped it around and made those dice good again? Oh, no. Yeah. So you see what they did. Oh, they I didn't even sell. think about that part of the <laughs> fact that. I hate symbol dice so much. I do. Oh, dude, I, I, I love do. symbol dice as long as they're on sixes. Uh, I can I can do sixes all day long because absolute garbage man. It feels good. It feels yeah. like my I got my little orc dice. My little orc, uh, you know, head skull head pops up, and it's like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, but anyways, that's for another discussion. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I was just having, thinking about uh, the. Thinking about the War Crow dice for a second there, and I was getting a little right, bit of right. War Crow Adventures. The mm-hmm. I was I learned that game at the end of a long day at Gen Con, and I right, got a little yeah. bit frustrated. Walked away. A long, long day. Yeah, I can see that. Too, game. too many, too many new symbols on those dice. <laughs> yeah. See, and that would detract you. That would not make you want to learn a new war game, right? It's like, well, they're not using standardized. Dice, yeah. like I, I get the appeal, right? Like, and I apparently it's easier to, as you learn it and know it and all the things, like be able to recognize those symbols quicker or whatever. But like, I also know what a six looks like on a dice because I've been using it my entire <laughs> life. So, I think it's about the same. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so that that could definitely deter you, or or I don't know, maybe that is appealing, right? Having a new set of fancy dice or something. Yeah. Um, the the first time I, I see, if I see a cube that has symbols I don't recognize on it, I mean, there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff there. Like, I don't, I don't even know 
how many different symbols are on that cube or you know if there's right. only two or three unique symbols on the cube i don't know what the ratio is between them mm-hmm. like there's it raises a lot of questions for me like oh i rolled a star is is that good i rolled a shield Does, is that good yeah I ro- <laughs> this is this is a shield and a star what the okay like what yeah. what the heck is that um, <laughs> and and like you said like once you once you're into the game on your on your second or your third playthrough it it might be very convenient but yeah just not even like like rolling the dice and having <laughs> having not, not knowing seeing what's going something on. that you've never <laughs> seen before as the result of that dice roll is just it's it's part it's of that learning curve moment. that I yeah. may not get over. Yeah. 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 Um, that, I suppose that that does play into like, like are you're probably more likely to get into a new game if you actually play a game of it before. Like if somebody else teaches yeah. you, right. Or if you play a demo game at a convention, like after we played that conquest demo, I was kind of like, man, I, I think I want to just, play a crap load of demos and see what I actually like or like the idea of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to do that this year at Adepticon, like at least play one or two new things. Um, I don't know what those things are yet, but I want to do it. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. We'll do it. Be good. All right. So what else um, we got here, Casey? I don't know. I can't. I can't read it. My my computer's super far away. <laughs> that's that's part of the part of the issue with the setup currently. <laughs> I'm looking at Brent, and he's about this big on my monitor sure, over sure. there. <laughs> okay. Well, well, on the topic of painting, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these games are all somewhere in the 28 millimeter scale, 32 millimeter scale. And so for all of that stuff, pretty much regardless of the material, once it's primed, you can use the same paints and the same techniques on on all of these miniature war games. Right. Like your painting journey continues regardless uh-huh. of the game. Exactly. I do, I do like that. Like there yeah. there is like a whole other secondary reason to own any of this stuff and want to have it around. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of board games here. Most of them have models that come with them. Mm-hmm. You know, some are better than others, but I did want them because of that. Like, I bought a box of mice and mystics because it's got tiny little battle mice in it. Heck I'm yeah. I'm going to paint them. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I bought Gloomhaven, even though I've heard it's ridiculously good anyways. And I do want to play it. I still want to play it, uh, like, physically with people. Um, but the minis, I painted four of the minis in that, that box already. I know it was like 16 or whatever, but you know, starting off with, so yeah, probably a lot to pay for four models. Yeah. The, the, the model to all the other stuff ratio in that Gloomhaven <laughs> box is, it's maybe not great, but it's not, it's not great, but you know what? <laughs> like. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we got to look into Spellcrow, uh, not Spellcrow, Warcrow. Spellcrow. What's it's, Spell? Spellcrow is a Spellcrow's thing. Spellcrow's the the bits company. Yeah, it is. Like the okay. Resin. We should also look into Spellcrow, but I was talking They're about good. Warcrow. Spellcrow's yeah, they good. Are. 
worth yeah. mentioning for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sorry, Spellcro. <laughs> or, or you're welcome. You're right. Get, or you're welcome. At, yeah, you get get you some Spellcro bits. <laughs> tell them we sent you. They won't do a thing about it. Yeah, tell them, tell them we sent you. Get yourself ten uh, percent off. They yeah. haven't confirmed that, but you press hard enough, you'll it's you'll not, get it. You'll get no, it. Just type ten off in the code thing or get honey. Go get honey. For your browser, yeah. and that'll give you something, probably. See if you can crack the code. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, That's what if I there's do. A, if there's a spot to put, enter a code, just write anything in there. You'll probably get ten percent off. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, okay, but uh, Warcrow, Warcrow Adventures. Gotcha. I think that actually is going to have a fair number of minis compared okay. to something like Gloomhaven. So look mm. into that. Look into that. Well, I think that was the deal with like Bard Song too. Is there's a oh, crap yeah. load of models, and it is their like Gloomhaven, you know, equivalent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do own a lot of their games, and a lot of their minis. Is that Steamforged Games? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have all of the Dark Souls, the Horizons, some other stuff. That's, that's all all here all models so i saw on on linkedin i have a linkedin account uh don't don't friend me on linkedin i i, I like yeah this is for my my professional, professional gaming account PhD only PhD only friend yeah. me if you work for a game company or, or right. something like if you're just if i don't know your real name and it's yeah you know you work at Best Buy in San Andres or whatever. <laughs> I, I might yeah. not accept your friend request, even yeah, even yeah, if you yeah. do listen to Paint Bravely the, the podcast. But anyway, yeah, I was yeah. I was on LinkedIn and I saw that our, our buddy Ross from Steamforge Games is now mm-hmm. working for the the company that does Gloomhaven. So, oh, uh, what Cephalor? Yeah, Cephalor. Yeah, cephalo, cephalo. Cephalor, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's over here somewhere. <laughs> so we'll have to ask him if there's going to get some some bard song number of minis in the next Gloomhaven box. Well, they don't. Frosthaven just came out. Did it not have a lot of minis? I can't. Remember. I, I think it had a comparable. It had some, right? It's, a, it's the same thing. It's just the okay. new. Um, yeah, it's just the, the next big, you know, thing. So yeah, like a bunch of people just got there copies like within the last few weeks yeah um i want me some frost haven okay like I'm, I'm gonna buy it at some point okay yeah anyway anyway the the one nice thing about picking up a new game is that you don't even have to read the rules the lore it don't matter what a riven stone is you don't care i don't care you, you don't have to know what a riven stone is the thick the thing is whether you like them them cool dwarves or not and you can paint yeah. those dwarves without having the slightest clue what a ribbon stone is or how it plays in the game. Except I think you I think they include ribbon stones for you to paint, so Yeah. Those are I mean, rocks. Yeah. You paint yeah, up yeah, your yeah. Ro- you paint up your rocks and crystals however you want to paint your rocks and crystals. That's you know? fair. You you really can. Yeah. There's no <laughs> color preference on but yeah, you're, yeah, the the paints that you have for whatever you're painting already will work on any mini that you choose. And uh, mm-hmm. coming into the new year, look at some new stuff. Check out check out the horizons, broaden the experience. 
Yeah. Get, get get yourself some new minis. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Like, it's hard to get into new games. It's easy to get into new minis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I uh, spent the last hour complaining about relatively <laughs> simple rule sets. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Is there some of them aren't spent an, that spent difficult. an hour complaining that I don't want to spend five <laughs> minutes reading a rule book. Well, if if anybody watches that that video, then they'll understand exactly who Brent is deep down. It's perfect. It's perfect. Pro CD explaining <laughs> a board game to a friend. I'm surprised I've never heard of that guy. He's got three and a half million followers on YouTube. I, I he pops up every once in a while, but that was that was the first one I watched and just really connected with. Yeah. Well, yeah, I watched a few other of his videos. Um, definitely good. Yeah. Good. Good info. Good stuff yeah definitely uh, uh recommend <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> um trying to think if there's anything else because because board well, games we've been are... we've been rambling for a little while here i don't and... even know i'm i feel like i've lost track of time at this point which i guess that's a good thing i don't know <laughs> Yeah, hardest yeah. time's just so you, comfortable on my couch. You, you know? wrote in the notes here, new friends. I guess you can make new friends if you get new games. Okay, that might, that might is lose that some is friends. Thing. You might lose some friends. Yeah, you might win some friends too. Right? No, see, see, the, yeah, the way I initially kind of broke this up was like, you know, the negatives and the positives, right? Well, there's, there's a lot of positives that come with learning a new game system. Um, like I'm part of uh, Facebook groups for local gaming, like groups. Yeah. Yeah. You know, groups um, like I'm on a discord for local stuff. It's like it's got 30 or 40 games on there and people just go, oh, I want to, you know, get in a game of this, whatever it is. Like I'm going to be here at this time if anybody wants to come down. Right. And then, then people start meeting regularly and like groups form. So, like, if you want to play a certain kind of game, there's probably people out there who are already playing it. You just have to find them. And more often than not, in the overall tabletop gaming culture, like, I've had pretty good experiences. You know, not terrible experiences. Sometimes, it's not always the case. But you don't have to play with those people if you don't want to. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Not. If you walk in and they start saying things, you can definitely leave. So I'm just saying. But the potential for you know, finding people who like the same games that you do is there. And so even just going somewhere if you don't know the rules to be like, "Hey, can someone just show me how to play this?" I think it's worth picking up a new game. Trying something new. There you go. New year, new you, new new games. Yeah, game bravery. Or at least more minis. <laughs> more minis for sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly doing that. I'm buying games for the minis, so <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, well, I'll probably be buying myself some Moonstones. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I have like, to figure out what those moonstones are. Nah, it doesn't matter. matter. None of that matters. <laughs> it <No>. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you 
just got done saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know what a moonstone stones is. don't matter. Moonstones don't matter. I tell <laughs> exactly. you that. <laughs> They're all objectives anyways, so it's fine. Uh, please leave in the comments uh, which is more important, the moonstones or the riven stones. Uh, well, well, actually, although the riven stones are not important to the gameplay, uh, moonstones are. I mean, probably. I don't I think they're both technically... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. That is not the point. Well, on that note... Yeah. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.